This episode of Max and Jose Have Something to Say includes explicit language and some sexual innuendo. So, you know, if you don't want to hear that, maybe skip this one. Sorry, what? No, yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just going into my room. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a nap or whatever. What? Max? Jose, what the hell? Oh, Max, buddy. Have I got something to say. Jose, what are you doing here? It's it's been a little under a year. Man, let me tell you. There I am doing a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Step outside, sucked into well, a temporal schism. I mean, we were watching the 60th anniversary in theaters right. in the year 2023. Yes. I look over. Yeah. Get sucked into a temporal schism. Yeah, I remember that. N- now I'm in Los Angeles. So so, it's been all right. Okay, so hang on. So, so, you've, so you've been in Los Angeles mm-hmm. since August. Yeah. And Got an apartment. There's my, my dog is here. So that was nice that he also oh, he happened also, to have fallen into a temporal right. schism. So you felt bad worked in out time that way. as well. You, you, yeah, I, I'm you in know, the year 2021. 20, no, no, it's been a year. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> ah, man, temporal schismness, man. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's very Doctor Who of you, Jose, to be sucked into a temporal schism and then to just show up again randomly and then just be like, yeah, it's fine. But um, here we are. You so. know, I, I just feel like, Jose, and mm-hmm. before you say whatever you need to say, because apparently it's so important that you could finally show up, I just right. feel like, you know, it's like you had a full year. You, okay. You were in... I thought maybe you were on in Mars in the year 1876. Like, I didn't know where you were, man. I mean, a lot of stuff happened. Okay, like life-changing okay. stuff. Okay, name one thing. I got an earring. Wow, so you, so you got an earring. Got an earring. Uh, got a different hairstyle. Oh. Slightly different. Okay. Um, got you've, a beard. You've redecorated. Yeah, I, I did. I don't like it. Oh, well, That's you know. Doctor Who reference. Like, yes, yeah, it's, just, it was meant to, it's, just it's actually one of my favorite lines. I think it's very funny. Every single time. Except it would be very mean, though, if somebody showed up to your house and when, they were oh, like, you've redecorated. you've redecorated. And you were like, oh, yeah. And then they were like, I don't like I don't it. Because like I'm like, well, but I spent thousands you, of dollars. It's fine. Yeah. But what if what if you, your future self showed up and or you went to your future self's house mm. and you were like, you redecorated. I don't like it. Do you think your future self would be like, piss off? You know? Yeah, yeah, almost, almost certainly. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, "Well, you are from the year 2022." Yeah, you don't know what style is, you idiot. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, I've changed a bit in the last. Oh year. yeah. I live in Salt Lake now, or do I? Maybe. He I does. Know. It's this is the address. No. <laughs> and I just do like a little beep to make it sound like I. Oh yeah, gave that's away very funny. Address. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just keep this exchange in it. <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> but yes, and then I um. Yeah, I don't know. That's. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. In the time that I was temporally schismed, yeah. I wrote. Uh, I think we both worked on a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, well, I wrote a short film. 
yeah. That wrote and directed a short film. Nice. That I'm going to be going to New York for pretty soon. Nice. This is all. This all happened within. I had to move on. I had to continue my life in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well. So. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I finished college. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's almost. Yeah. It almost sounds like, even if the temporal schism had it happened, mm-hmm. we might have had to take a break anyways just because we were doing projects and stuff maybe the temporal schism was the friends we made along the way maybe it was yeah you know yeah maybe it was it wasn't though it was a big hole in time and i got sucked it was really scary yeah really spooky yeah i I was back in time back to 2021 Mm -hmm. by myself i was right emotionally and mentally scarred forever i had a hot dog Um, when i got to los angeles because I was hungry. Where? Oh, I thought you meant like it appeared in your hand while you were traveling through the skin. No, no, no. Oh, that would be nice. That opens a whole new can of hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. Canned well, hot dogs? I'm glad that, that you're said? back, Jose. That, yeah. The butterfly mm-hmm. effect created canned right, hot dogs. Right, right. I think those are a thing. But I came back. I'm sure they are. Wouldn't yeah. it, wouldn't put it past human beings. We, yeah. oh, man. That's Anything you can that, think of. That's something of. that the doctor in the, in the show Doctor Who would complain about. He'd be like... You put hot dogs in cans. Yeah. We've managed to talk about Doctor Who a lot, but, I mean, what did you come here to say, Jose? Obviously, you've come back from L.A. You've, you found me again after being separated by a, by a cliff I – mean, not a cliffhanger. I mean, a circumstance of life. Right. I came here to say yeah. that we need to finish our Doctor Who episode because I've got more to say about <gasps> Doctor Who. Whoa, that's so – wow. Mm-hmm. We're talking worst companion fate. Uh-huh. We're gonna talk about our rewatch that we've been doing. Yeah. We're gonna, We're gonna diss about... on a stinky doctor. Yeah. We're gonna talk about how Russell T. Davies what? is back. Yeah. Tennant and Tate are back. Yeah. Uh, we got a new doctor. Announced. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then some other stuff. Some other for, stuff. Absolutely. So, we got a lot to say because this show has been going on for fifty years. You can't just talk about it in years. one episode. Next Six year. Good lord. Yeah. You can't just put that all in one episode. Most no. people would argue that you should do a whole podcast about it. Yeah, to them, we say call that podcast contact a contact podcast a podcast in space and time. Perhaps shoot a test, um, yeah, a proof of concept for it, and then yeah. just and then let just, it sit in your computer and don't do anything with it, and then start a different podcast. Some would say that, and to those people, I would say, nah, it's all right. Yeah, figure two episodes is good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Well. I mean, you you got sucked into a temporal schism as far as companion fates go in Doctor Who. I would say that that kind of sucks. Um, I don't know if that's specifically it. Is, it does suck, but also companions have died, which is I feel like a thing that always <laughs> people gloss over in Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, at least in New Who, yeah. except for like Bill and yeah. I guess Clara too, technically. Technically, but both most companions. Yeah. yeah, most companions will just kind of f- like fuck off and <laughs> do a thing, yeah. like be like, "I don't want to do this anymore, Doctor." And then he's yeah. like, "Oh, okay." But I mean, th- one did that, I would right. say. But <laughs> what is her name? The Sixth Doctor's companion, Perry. straight up. Pe- yeah, they killed Perry. Yeah, <laughs> you killed Perry. Yeah, we've talked about that actually. Yeah, yeah. And I, we were having a conversation off air about this that I will sometimes when? think about. Well, the last one of the last times we hung out in person, yeah, yeah. that I will sometimes think about the canon of this podcast. Is um, so. <laughs> yeah, 
the one of the last times that we hung out before the temporal schism. The temporal schism. <laughs> there we go. Fixed it. Good job. Nobody cares about no canon. Cares about canon. Stephen, Stephen Moffat, showrunner for Doctor <laughs> Who, about the show he was running. <sighs> we'll get to that. All right. But we were t- having this conversation about sometimes le- legitimately able to just be going out on through about, uh, throughout my day, and just the thought of Perry's fate pops into my head. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with me. It makes me really sad and uncomfortable. Yeah, because don't they like take her brain out basically and take? Well, her mind. Ta- yeah, her. From what I understand, her mind. Because she's bald, and I know that that image kind of scares me. I don't know why. <laughs> bald Perry. I'm like ah. Jose's afraid of bald people? Question mark. Question mark. Mister Clean gives me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, no. Perry's is is dreadful. Um, although I do think that she's kind of alive. Um, is she? Because I thought yeah, she, yeah, it's she one was of those situations dead. where there's like a bunch of different possible endings for her, and there's a great big mystery about it. Um, I yeah, but from what you know, that version of her death is 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 brutal and dreadful, and hate it. Because imagine your mind, audience. Imagine if you will, your mind gets put inside of a weird blue. Or was it, maybe he's not blue. Just a weird alien man. And and his mind enters you. And then also they shave your head. Uh, from what I imagine was that. Again, I'm, I haven't seen it. What do I know? <laughs> you expect me a, a host? Sorry, I wasn't listening head. to what you were saying because I was oh. looking up Perry's fate. <laughs> it says... What did you find? In the second segment of the trial story arc, Mind Warp, Yep. Perry was abducted by an anthropod-like creature named Kiev, okay. who apparently transplanted his brain into her body. Soon after, the doctor was led to believe that Perry was dead yes. and was severely distressed by this. It was later revealed at the end of The Ultimate Foe, the fourth segment of the arc, that the evidence of Perry's death was faked by the Valyard. In <sighs> fact, Perry had survived and had been saved by, whilst also marrying King Irkanos of Thoros Alpha, a warrior right. king who had assisted the doctor and Perry in mind warp. Wow. It is not known what happened to Perry after she made it, married King Irkinos. Actually. Nah, I'm pretty something. sure she's dead. <clears throat> there's a, there's a, there's a trailer cause they've been releasing Blu-ray DVD box sets of old classic new seasons. And they, they film these little things that are like written and they, and they include companions of that season. So they did one yeah. with Ace and then, um, they just, they just released a, a trailer for the trial of the time Lord season and it features Nicola Bryan returning as Perry, and she's like supposedly the queen of this society, and oh. and she talks to this guy who's like, I thought you were dead, and she's like, there are many stories that might say such things because there's a lot of different possible endings for her or whatever. Okay, well, up until I knew that that happened to her, yeah. it really shocked me. That so I guess now I don't fate. have to think yeah. about it. Well, they never uh, play the clip where she's alive. They only ever play the clip of. You killed Perry. You know? Exactly. Yeah. What was the other one who died? Though? Sounds like Heinz Doofenshmirtz saying that every time I try to. Ah, you killed Perry. <laughs> um, who was the other one that died though? Isn't there another Adric. one that died? Adric. 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 That yeah, that one's a really interesting one. So everybody back in Classic Who, companions, they they would. I don't think any of them. I mean, maybe maybe I'm forgetting some. And apologies to the hardcore Classic Whovians out there. But I'm pretty it's sure just, that... It's just Tom Baker. He's going to ride in and be like... You know. You know, Max actually, and Jose. 
They really ought to shut the fuck up. Oh no! Like, oh god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if Tom He's Baker very said brutal, that, to that me, man. I would. I would shut up. I would just be like, I yeah, all like, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So the fifth Doctor, played by Peter Davis, and he had a companion called Adric. He was a, a companion of the fourth and fifth. He was. That's true. He was a companion yes. of the fourth Doctor. And then they watched that weird oatmeal ghost man. Uh, meld into the fourth doctor. And he was the, the watcher was the doctor all along. I hate that regeneration. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> remember Those when they the didn't know. Years, man. They yeah. Didn't know remember when they didn't was. know what they were doing with regenerations yet. Yeah. 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 So where's the real quick. Adric's companion fate. We should talk about later. We should talk about like arguably the worst regenerations, like mm-hmm. which are, which are just like, what? Um, That's it for me. And that's top of the list. <laughs> I don't know. The third Doctor's is pretty weird because that weird floating monk man shows up and he goes, the Doctor is not dead. That's right. I forgot about <laughs> They cut God, that out in all weird the compilations. Show. What a weird show. They do yeah. always cut that out of the compilations. They yeah, they yeah. always cut that out. Yeah. But because um, <laughs> I think the context is like, we don't know. It's Planet of the Spiders we don't or whatever. Know. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a fifth, there's a fourth of the Doctor companion who was this teenage boy and he was a know-it-all. And for this, from what I understand, people really didn't like him. But um, he, they're on a ship and they've been fighting the Cybermen, and then this ship is going to crash into planet Earth, and canonically it is the the crashing of that ship that wiped out the dinosaurs. It wasn't an asteroid; it was that ship crashing mm. into Earth that killed the dinosaurs. And basically, for whatever reason, they fight all the Cybermen. They get back to the TARDIS, and and Adric has stayed on the bridge of the ship, and he's at the controls because he's trying to stop the ship from crashing into planet Earth, and then it's too late and his last line of dialogue is like the most it's perfect for his character because he just goes now i'll never know if i was right and then the ship just explodes <laughs> as God. it crashes into earth and all and you know the fifth doctor and his two other companions are watching on a tv screen and they're also like doctor go back save adric and the doctor's like like he sh- he's like no he shakes his head or whatever, he, or he's like, I can't, for whatever reason. You know, that Doctor Who reason. That you yeah, that classic Doctor Who thing of, like, I can't, and then and it's just reality, really because like they don't the want to. Doctor just doesn't want to, and it's fine. Just doesn't want to. Just, I think the fifth Doctor had enough of uh, Adric Adric and was like, ah, fuck it. Just let him die. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. But, yeah, it's interesting because that was the first episode of Doctor Who to not have closing credits music. Instead, really? it was a still image of Adric's badge that he always wore broken in half. And just silence as the credits. That's horrifying. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the worst that's, one. Yeah, that's that's the, the worst one. It's really scary because imagine you're a kid and you've been watching Doctor Who. Right. You've been no, a that good would time. fuck me up as a child. <laughs> and then that Adric would... blows up, and he's like, "Now I'll never know if I was right in the Doctor." I remember, like, you know, there... it's just silent. Yeah, there's always like a, a yeah. weird uh, episode within a kid show that's like meant to teach about loss or something, and yeah. But as a kid, you don't understand that, so you'd watch it and be like, well, now I'm scarred for life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that, uh, yeah, that would definitely do that for me. Yeah. I think Bill's fate is pretty horrific until she gets to be gay in space forever. She's like a floaty. She's a water alien spirit. Water alien yeah. lady, yeah. Yeah. Well, how does she, she die? Gets, oh, no, she, she gets, gets turned, turned into, into a, a Cyberman. She gets yeah, that one, okay. In, yeah, so spoilers for <laughs> so many companions. But which one is worse? Adric's? <laughs> Or her, because I think Adric's because he doesn't get to come back. He's just dead. Yeah, dead. he's just dead forever. So I think yeah. that one, and then Bill's is a close second. Bill's is pretty terrible. Bill. So yeah, spoilers for um, uh, all season. Of Who, let's say all of them. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Siri, yeah. Why are you listening for, to this? Yeah. Also, yeah. No, 
but so Bill is a companion of the Twelfth Doctor, and they get stranded on this ship. Yeah, where um, that has multiple levels and it's orbiting a black hole. Right. So the so time at the front of the ship is much is moving much quicker than time at the back of the ship, and it's got multiple levels. And basically, Bill gets shot accidentally because the Doctor fails to kind of talk down this man with a gun. Um, and just like a big old hole in Bill's entire body, like burned through. Yeah, serrated, dead. Like, like yeah, dead. dead. But yeah, so then she gets taken to the bottom of the ship. And basically the whole first part of that two-parter is Bill at the bottom of the ship. And it's slowly revealed. Like there's these patients. There's these patients in a hospital wing where these, these volume dials have been turned all the way down. And they're all screaming like out of pain and agony. But instead of doing anything, the, the they've just they've just muted them, and that's really spooky. Uh, Bill has to endure this like like what five years or ten years of being down there until the doctor shows up, and by then, she's a Cyberman. She's been turned. Yeah, I remember Cyberman. that reveal was a fucking punch in the gut. Yeah. Of just when he's like, "Help me find my friend." Yeah, Bill and then. Yeah, Tell and then the, the, the and we've talked and then, about how we hate the Mondasian yeah, Cyberman that voice saying voice. That I am Bill and Potts. yeah, the, Bill Potts. Yeah, I am Bill yeah. Potts. And then on yeah, top of that, both masters are there. It's it's a great finale. And one of them is that's, horny for the other. That's true. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to elaborate on that. But right, um, okay, yeah, I'd say but, Bill. I mean, okay. Clara's is also until she gets freed and is allowed to be gay in space and time, just mm-hmm. like Bill is a season later. Um, I just I, think, really, out of the new Who companions, I can't really think of anybody who's had. Oh well, there is that kid, but he wasn't even like an established companion. The one they pick up in the first and the ninth Doctor's oh, uh, Adam? season. No, that yeah, because he gets the weird suck. thing in his brain, and that guy and, deserves well, it, what's coming. Yeah, he him. he deserves it, but it is a horrible fate because he's going to be prodded and poked for the rest yeah, of his life in some and, yeah, yeah he laboratory. In but also, he sucks. So he, sucks and he, he did has that it coming. Himself. He's the one who yeah. spent money to get that done. Because he wanted so to be rich when he got like, it. I want to. I want to know all the things. So when I go back, he sucks, man. He, he sucks. Um, I mean, Martha's <clears> family <throat> endured torture for a full year, and then that year was reversed. But I'm pretty sure they still remember it. No, they all so, remember it. So They're that, like scarred. Yeah. But that would suck. That's pretty terrible. Um, but it's not as bad as being turned into a Cyberman. No, I guess not. Or yeah. dying because you believed you were doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, and like the other thing is like. That's what's so – I think that's one of my favorite things about Clara's death and her fate. Not really death. Her fate is that – and again, it is still her death. She will always have to return to that point no matter how long she runs. Um, but her death is she genuinely was just trying to help someone. She was just trying to be like the doctor and thought she could cheat the system and was like, hey, I'll take on that curse for you. Right. That raven that kills people when it's put on. forgot the, about the raven that kills yeah, people. Yeah, and the, <laughs> Yeah, I hope yeah. our listeners are really enjoying that we've come back to talk more nonsense at them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, I think that that's that really that sucks because then the doctor's like, I what have you done? Like, I can't mm-hmm. do anything for you, and she's like, What do you mean? And then she has to die because she just thought she could help somebody, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. And then she gets pulled out of time, and then she gets to fly in a diner with Maisie Williams and Rose yeah. has a really cozy. Uh, yeah, man. Send off. So yeah, and she was always whining about it too. She was like, "I don't want it," and it's like, "No, you're safe. You've got yeah. your dad back. You've got 
a life in a world and then in the end you have your own version of david tennant to to kiss and smooch and hold hands with. and have sex well but this is it's a kid's show jose no oh one sorry has, no they do they do have sex captain Jack wrestle River and wrestle naked yeah <laughs> oh, um boy. yeah but i don't know i can't really think of anybody any other bad ones can you i mean no i mean and then you look at the classic series um no, Sarah Jane Smith gets just kind of ghosted. She gets dropped off not at her hometown. Which, those do suck. And then gets ghosted forever. Yeah. Until she's like 50. And then the doctor mm-hmm. shows up again. And he's like, I'm sexy and young now. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, in my rewatch, because we both were rewatching Doctor Who uh, the last time mm-hmm. that we recorded an episode. And we're still rewatching it because we both took a long break. We lost yeah. our fellow rewatcher along the way. Um, shout out to my brother in law. Um, oh, I've got a job and I'm a grown-up. Shut up. Redacted. I'm gonna watch other new shows that are good. Shut and up. Redacted. Anyways. Yeah. Really. Shut up. Redacted. Yeah. But um. Who lives at? Redacted. <laughs> Just giving out everyone's addresses. <laughs> oh no. Um. But I will say during my rewatch, I wouldn't say this is a bad fate because all things considered, it's quite a good one. But man, if it isn't just so poorly executed, and that is the fate of the pawns is so stupid, mm. Jose. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't make any more sense rewatching it. No. Because it just feels like Moffat was like, oh, they need to leave. And I want mm-hmm. them to get zapped back in time. Literally, if they had, it would have been fine. It would have been fine if they had just said, we solved the paradox in, the, in New York, but Rory got zapped back in time. But even then, it's like, well, send a message to the doctor somehow, wherever you end up, you know? But it's like, it's just so, for anyone who might not remember or doesn't know, Amy and Rory were this married couple who traveled with the doctor. And I've got problems with Amy upon this rewatch anyways. But yes, Rory goes, go, goes through a, a hell of a lot in that last episode where he sees his old self die. And then the doctor's like, sorry, Rory, but you just died. And like everyone's doing that Moffat dialogue. Uh, so weeping angels like, are involved. Weeping angels are creatures that zap you back in time and feed off the remaining We talked time about him in we talked about him in the last scary episode. monster, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, <clears> and so <throat> basically in this situation, the angels have created this little hotel or apartment building or what have you. And they basically use it as a battery farm. That's where I'm going to be staying when I go to New York. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And they trap people in this. But uh, yeah, basically they go to this and there's this paradox and they sort out the paradox and you think that the ponds are okay. And then Rory's like, this gravestone has my name on it. And they're like, whoop. And then he gets zapped back in time by a weeping angel. And And then the doctor says, well, we can't go back there. And they also set it up earlier in the episode as well, where River says in a book that the doctor River is reading, like, he can't land in New York in 1930-whatever because it's too timey. It's got too much time. And the doctor, and he, they bounce off of it, and they, it's just... It's, it's a bad it's, execution. It's a, I don't understand, because then everyone's like, okay, so you can't land in New York in the 40s, because the doctor says, Amy, I will never be able to see you again. I can't go back to New York in this year ever again because the timelines are too crazy with the paradox wait a couple more years yeah wait a few years. go back in the 50s go to jersey take a bus have the ponds take a bus have them go on a trip to california land in california in that year it is the most non-ending ever and then also right after that nobody cares about the the doctor and river go in the tardis and the doctor goes river they were your parents i didn't even think and it's like no 
because River's going to see them at least a handful number of times because time travel exists and we already know that River has to see them again because it's it's just the <laughs> dumbest thing and Moffat thinks he's so clever. It's so no. weird. And then also in that same TARDIS, River goes, okay, well, uh, obviously I'm going to send this book to Amy to get it published. Yeah. And the doctor goes, yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, so River's going to see him again. River has probably a vortex manipulator. They even established that. She does have one. What the hell? Anyways, and so then she's like, I'm going to tell her to write write an afterword. And the doctor runs and he reads the last page of the book that he tore out and it's Amy saying goodbye. But it's like, you can see each other. It's a time machine. Once you read something. A, oh my God, Jose, that too. What is it? What is the line? So <laughs> there's a book in the episode and Amy's reading it and she reads ahead. And it's and it's something that is in their future. And the doctor goes, no, don't read that. And she's like, why not? It's our future. We could just read it and then find out where we need to go. And he goes, no. And she's he's like, because now you've read that I have to break something. And I have to do that now. And she goes, why? And he's like, because I have to. And she's like, time can be rewritten. And he goes, not once you've read it. Which is the stupidest lo- rule of time I've ever heard. What does Which, that even it mean? It doesn't make sense within the show because we know the doctor has read autobiographies or whatever and then yeah. gone and visited people. Yeah. So Remember how in Waters of Mars he's there and he's having flashbacks to a Wikipedia page? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. It's just such a weird episode that doesn't make any sense. And the pawns had already left by that point. And lazy it's, it's just it's just the weirdest ending and yet it still made me cry you could have just been like hey it doctor made, we love you it still made me cry <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's a real classic doctor who move yeah to be might like, be bad is, but it'll still make you cry the nonsensical thing you'll ever see and you can't think about it too much or else you get a headache but the emotions are there and you're going to cry about it which is what which is what i think is so great about the show i think that's what works yeah. is that it so upon because I'm not as far as Max is, I'm yes. still within the tenth Doctor era. Yeah. Um, season four, somewhere mm-hmm. through season four. Yeah. But I one of the things that we've talked about is upon rewatching is just how emotional some of the episodes can be, yeah. and how like just thought out, well thought out, especially RTD's era mm-hmm. um, of how like impactful and pathos heavy they are one of the ones that stood out to me the most that i told max um was fires of pompeii Mm. which is when the doctor is traveling with donna who might be my favorite companion upon my rewatching either her or martha yeah who were two companions that when i watched it as a child i was like they suck i'm all about rose and now i'm like god rose in fairness the doctor also said the same thing at least for one of those seasons he was like yes god i hate her I hate Martha. Rose. Rose was awesome. (laughs) So one of the reasons I really like Fires of Pompeii is because he goes back and visits Pompeii on Volcano Day. And Donna is a companion that really challenges him and is like, well, why can't you do these things? And like actually makes him stop and think about these predetermined rules that he's established for himself and that the Time Lords established for him. Uh, And one of those things is... um, Obviously, everyone dies on Volcano Day, and she asks him to save them, and he tells him that he can't because it's a fixed point in time. It has to happen. Yeah. And she begs him, like, well, at least save one family. 
and there's it's a really good moment where she's like crying as she says this and he's staring at her and for a second you think that he's not going to yeah and then we cut to a family that they've met in the episode and we hear the the and i'm getting chills talking about it but we hear the drums of the you know of the tardis and it opens up and it's a shining light and he's like take my hand and yeah it's a beautiful moment and then and then the most beautiful part is at the end where they're watching their 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 city be destroyed and it's very poignant it's well written and it's yeah so good yeah and i think those are the moments that make doctor who really good and again tenant has a lot of those and i think because before we had started this rewatch i had i think we both had kind of flipped on 10 and we're yeah, like soured on we loved little. him as kids but we were like he kind of sucks well and also he he's just like the obvious pick for favorite like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just be like well i stopped watching after tenant and so right and for us you know we love capaldi and we like smith and, mm-hmm. and so I but think, i think upon my rewatch i've flipped on him again yeah where i i think i'm now at a point where i'm like he kind of does and we've talked a lot about this where yeah. I'm like, he does kind of suck he's very rude to martha he's, he's horrible to her he's kind of self-interested sometimes but then at the same time i'm like it's brilliant because he's meant to be like I think that's what I missed as a teenager upon like my second rewatch of the show when I was a little bit older where I was like, oh, he sucks. And I didn't get that. It was like, yeah, because it's like a learning curve for him. It's this arc that they've established for him. And I think it's meant to be that way. Very good. Like I like how with every series he changes and learns like with with Rose in season two and three. No, season two. Yeah, he's season like at his worst. Just he's, like I'm on top of the world. I'm the smartest guy. Yeah. And then he's with like, Martha, cake. give me a cake with some ball bearings on it. Mm, mm, right. I'm gonna <laughs> carry the torch, the Olympic torch. I'm gonna do all these. And I, and I so pretty. Mm. And yep. It's like, all right, man, chill out. And 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 <laughs> and I think by the point we get to, to Tate, uh, yeah. to um to uh, Donna. Donna. Yeah. Uh, just so much of him has changed and i really like the dynamic between him and donna because yeah, again it just it just yeah they're friends like if, oh, it's so good it's just so good <laughs> watch it it's so good yeah. and um i also like donna's story arc because she's like the one companion who has just seen the worst of the universe for a yeah. bit there like her yeah. first four or five episodes yeah. he keeps taking her to like disaster after disaster and i what i was what i had told max was that I really liked that because I was like, it's a different perspective than what the show has previously shown us. Yeah. Like he gets, you know, I think there's even a line where she says like, why can't we go see something fun or whatever? And there, it shows you that there's like a horrible side to this, to the doctor yeah. Yeah. and, and his adventuring or whatever. And it's actually quite, it can be like quite shitty. Yeah. Um, and so I really, I don't know. I really like that, but he stinks. The tenth doctor <laughs> stinks. Like as much as we, and I don't mean like as a person. No. He, if I met him, he would have bad bo. Yes. Let's let's talk about because we've been compiling evidence mm-hmm. through across our two rewatches of ten seasons. Yeah. And we have we have we have evidence that the tenth doctor would stink, y'all. Because for starters, his TARDIS is filthy. His TARDIS the interior is disgusting it reminds me of solo how we see it really clean in solo the millennium falcon yeah and then we're led to believe that like 10 years later it's horribly dirty like it is in a new hope anything yeah and that's what the tardis reminds me of yeah and 
and I and I've talked to friends about this. I keep trying to tell my friend, one of my friends, about because you know he he grew up with Doctor Who as well, and he has this great nostalgia for for the Tenant era. And I keep trying yeah. to tell him about our about our ongoing joke of Tenant stinks, like the Tenth Doctor would smell really bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he thinks it's that funny because I think he's told me he's like, yeah, I have a really soft spot for that Tardis, and I'm like, right. right. But if you just think about it for two seconds, that TARDIS is made of like brass metal, mm-hmm. and like it's like got like great like the metal seats, grates for the, the floor. The seats are stained. The seats are like old and stuffy. They look out like s- they look like sweat stains on yeah. the seats almost. He, and like the the console is pretty, but it it, it also it just. It, looks, it also has like a weird fleshy area, which I know yeah. stinks. I know it smells like It's like, butt. you know, if, if the Tenth Doctor was ever eating some sort of snack food with his fingers, he's not cleaning his fingers or he's like no. sucking his fingers and then putting now, his Now, let me tell you another, another piece of evidence. It is established in one of the episodes, I can't remember which one, that he doesn't wear socks Series with his three, converse, one, you know, his sand his shoes. And he's barefoot. He's barefoot. And that's disgusting. He's just walking around raw dogging his shoe, you know? In Converse Dogs barking. Too. Have y'all ever in Converse. Walked, like those are that's not That's a heavy shoe, man. <laughs> no, he's, they're not he's running constantly. And he's uh And then another I, bit yeah. that makes me think that he doesn't care about bodily smells yeah. is he drags Martha around for a couple of episodes and doesn't even let her change yeah, she's and the seemingly same not shower. Yeah, her hair is the same for like four or five episodes in a row. And I think that he did that because he doesn't care. He He's doesn't like whatever, because he probably never showered throughout his entire run. Yeah, not Matt, not uh, David Tennant, but <laughs> like throughout the years that <laughs> no, that I'm doctor. Sure David Tennant smells very nice. I'm sure he smells like flowers. Um, but and, the tenth doctor yeah. stinks. He lives man. in a he lives in a big dome that. I imagine smells. He's like wearing dirty a suit money. all the time it with smells... a trench coat on it, and he's running constantly, everywhere. I think the closest thing he ever got to a shower was in New Earth when he bathes himself with medicine, and then yep. he never showered after that. No, I, I made the joke of he doesn't actually put hair gel in his hair. It's, it's just, just crusty. It's just it's just crusty and like greasy, and it just does yep. that naturally. Because when he regenerates, his hair's already gelled up, and I'm like, that's not gel. He regenerated <laughs> into a stinky boy. He's yep. a gross man. Yep. And I think that his TARDIS smells like dirty pennies and like and just like dirt and like a gym it, locker. Yeah. Yeah. Like a gym bag after a long day. Floors. There's like nothing. It's just like this weird me- and, he, and, and then, there's always steam coming out of it. <laughs> and I think that that is not steam, it's BO. Even the TARDIS stinks too. <laughs> the TARDIS stinks too. Yeah, or the TARDIS the, is desperately trying to pump Febreze <laughs> into the air. Well, the funniest thing is that also in Series 2, when Sarah Jane comes onto the TARDIS, and she was a companion with the fourth Doctor, she steps into the TARDIS and she goes, oh, it even it still smells the same. And I'm like, Which That's... establishes that the fourth Doctor also, also stinks. Stink. Well, yeah, Which makes sense. Makes because sense. he was running, he was wearing that big, heavy scarf year-round, and his big coat, and he had it in multiple colors. He never changed. I think that the fourth and tenth doctors, even though they're the most popular, are also the stinkiest doctors. Yeah, Maybe and, the and like well. little aspects about ten just show that he's kind of a slob. He's just a gross little man. He's just yeah. He's not little. He's just very thin. And he's six foot one. I saw a chart. What? I saw a chart of the doctors' heights, and the tenth doctor is the tallest. Is David Tennant six foot one? Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. So that means when I when I meet him next week. <laughs> 
Wow, that nine, nine and eleven and twelve are all six feet tall. I knew that uh, Eccleston would be tall. He yeah. just looks tall. But like Tennant is the tallest doctor. I'm pretty sure he's taller than Pertwee even and Baker. I think. What? I might have to double check that. But he's the tallest of the new who doctors. Six foot one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How tall okay. is Tom Baker? Check that really quick. Five one. Wow. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Okay, I was like, there's no way. He's six foot three. Okay, so the fourth doctor's the tallest. What? Yeah. John Perry was six foot two. Peter oh, wow. Davidson was okay. six foot one. Oh wow, so five and ten are the same height. Christopher Eccleston is six. Yeah. Matt Smith, Matt Smith is, is six. six feet as well. Yep. Twelve is and Peter Capaldi is also six feet tall. What? Um Jody Whitaker is five That foot goes six. against the whole thing about you know, Hollywood being short. But I guess they're yeah. from across from the England. pond. Yeah. So Yeah. Bananas. Yeah, wild. And here I was thinking I could rock rock up next to them. Nope. I can with a stepladder, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling wow. me I'm only I'm only I'm only an inch taller than Yeah, they're going to be significantly looking six. down on you. Yeah. That's spooky. Wow. I don't like to think about that. I don't want to stand in front of Tom Baker. Yeah, like well, now I never want to work with any of those actors ever. Because <laughs> at the red carpet, they're going to be standing next to me, and I'm like going to look like their look son. Like me next to you. Oh, no. <laughs> That's horrible. That's a fate worse than death. I would never oh. wish that on anybody. Oh. <laughs> oh. But yeah, ten, the Tenth Doctor definitely stinks, and I think this opens up a, a, a fun question. Yeah. Which doctor do you think smells the best? Ooh. You can't just say Paul hmm. again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I was going to say Paul McGann. Probably Paul McGann. But also the I think doctor, Paul McGann. Let me no, but let me tell that. you what Paul McGann smells like. Eighth Doctor. <laughs> the eighth Not doctor the man. Okay. Um the I think the eighth doctor smells like a library coffee shop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like sure. a hint of eighties cologne. <laughs> All right, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I can see that. I smells have, like indie in, boyfriend. In he is the <laughs> most indie boyfriend of the doctors. Yeah, definitely, especially yeah. in the TV movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even then, even older, he just starts yeah. riding a motorcycle, and he's still the yeah. boyfriend. But he's just like, I'm older now, you know. Yeah, I've been listening to the audio plays, the big fan. I finally went full nerd, everybody, and I started listening to the Doctor Who audio plays. Max has slowly become an incel. Okay, but also Jose. No, but also Jose <laughs> was like, share that file with me. Share the doc. Drive with me. Yeah, I told me. you that in confidence. <laughs> yeah, well, you just called me an incel on our podcast, so. It's only fair. Yeah, that's true. All right. So other than Paul McGann. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I Aside from Paul McGann. The 11th Doctor showers in the lodger. We've seen him shower. Yeah. So yeah. I've never got the, the, I think he smells decent. I think he smells fine. Yeah. Yeah. And like tardis, a regular man. I think his TARDIS just smells like your friend's mom's basement. You know, he's got a, he's got an air freshener yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's. Hmm. Hmm. Out of the classic doctors, yeah, I would probably say three probably yeah, smells no, he, the best. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Not he, seven. He, I like... know for sure seven is a stinky boy too. <laughs> yeah. Five smells. He puts on too much cologne. You know, because yeah. he's like a country club yeah. kid. <laughs> and six is just uh, he doesn't care. I don't know. He doesn't smell like anything. No, he <laughs> smells like the absence of smell. Yeah. And of the new doctors. Hmm. I feel like Jody. I feel like thir- sorry, not Jody. We can't use the actor's names. Yeah. I feel funny. like maybe 13, 13 would smell good. 
I don't. But know, also, kind of, she, she she seems like a she stinky. She smells girl. like oil. I think she. Yes. She, you see her doing like mechanical stuff with the TARDIS at the beginning of series twelve or whatever. So I feel like she's doing that. I think it's twelve, man. I think she. I think she, yeah. And I was worried. I feel like we were going to reach that conclusion no matter what. But he just know. has never given me no. an inclination. Series I eight, think he smells series like eight, Werther's. 12, series eight twelve smells good. Series nine twelve. Is he's wearing a hoodie, man. I still think he just smells like like Werther's original, you know. Yeah, okay. those like caramel candy that old <laughs> people know, love. I think, I think he'd wear like a like a. Cool, he smells like toffee. He'd wear like a cool cologne though, because he's he's got toffee cologne. And he's playing electric guitar. Electric toffee cologne. All right, all right. Yeah. What is this with candy? He's never eaten a candy in his life. Who? The twelfth Doctor. Oh yes, he has. No. Yes. He does, okay, maybe later he stops for a candy. He was he had jelly babies. Oh yeah, but that's just a staple, man. But those jelly babies, I, I like to think it's been the same bag. For yeah, like it a almost certainly years. has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just really gross and hard. Because uh, they're the fourth doctors, and he would never, yeah, you know, he would never change them out. And then they went to the master, and then the master gave him back. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we talked about the important conversation of which doctor smells the best. Um, right. I think ten. We're really than we're hitting the though. hard questions hitting here, the folks. Hard questions that no one else dare ask. No one else no one is else, brave no enough to. On the internet is asking this question. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Tennant and Catherine Tate as Donna Noble as well, um, Jose. The last time that we did this episode, right before you disappeared <sighs> into Los Angeles. We were wondering what the next show would look like. We were wondering who would be the next showrunner, and we were wondering who the next Doctor would be. And now we know that and it's I just... I think literally two weeks or so, within like the next month of that episode going out, Russell T. Davies was announced as the headrunner. He's returning. He was the showrunner for Eccleston and Tennant in 2005 through 2009. And he's back. He's back, and he's just doing his, his era all over again. Is he or is he not? We is don't know. Not? I think, Max is very worried that that's what he's going to do. I, and okay. I'm kind of like, eh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't Because I, I just am so what, sick of the current era, so I just want anything else. Here's what I'll say. I think that when he does his 14th Doctor era with Shooty Gatlin. Let's talk about – finish this, and then let's talk about why we think that. Though. Okay, yeah. I think that with, with the next Doctor, I think it'll be very different. I think he's going to do entirely new stuff because mm -hmm. he has said that he wouldn't come back to Doctor Who if he didn't have new ideas. Yes. And I think that he's going to make But it. then they say that and then they, they, get, and then they, they go, big go, paycheck, and then they go, ooh. <laughs> no, but I think, I think, and here's, I go back and forth on this constantly. Let's talk about why we're worried about this or why okay. I'm worried about this and why you're eh about this. I think you're just eh about this because you're in the middle of Series 4 and you're liking what you're Yeah, watching. so I'm kind of like, <laughs> RTD's era is best era. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. People can think that. So, okay. Here's the background on this, y'all. Because in 2008, David Tennant was the Doctor. Catherine Tate was Donna Noble. And it was regarded as the high point of Doctor Who. Of the revival and of the whole show at that point. I think. Yeah. And you, I think you agree with that. I think. I think at this say. point, I, I, I do. Okay. For, the sh for like a general audience. Yeah. For me, I think my high point comes much later on. Like, I'm yes. a Capaldi fanboy. Okay. You know? Yeah. You haven't but I think back for like the general audience and ratings wise, that probably Absolutely. was the height. I mean, yeah. I mean, you see when Matt Smith takes over, obviously the show goes international. It really takes off, but that was building off of the momentum that Russell T. Davies and exactly. really set into motion. Um, 
Yeah, and I think that series four. David Tennant was probably on like a People magazine cover with like a Dalek, and he's doing this where he's yeah, like he's back to his shrugging his back. And people yeah. are like, Doctor Who is big. Who's big? No, now? The, the caption know, would almost now? certainly be like, Doctor Who, sexy, that's who. Or something yeah, like that. Something, you or know, like, those or horrible like, or like, <laughs> magazines. Or like, guess guess who's talking. Look who's laughing now. You know, something like that. Yeah, like, some like, the like, hot young the, actor. Look who's laughing now. The nerds win. Something like that. Yeah. Ted, Doctor Who is Nerdy equals now. hot. Yeah. yeah. Geek chic. <laughs> yes, that's almost, yeah. God, anyway. God, what a horrible time to be alive. 2009? The mid-2000s were. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> geek, oh, dude, you know how many times I saw Big that. Big Bang yeah, Theory and Doctor Who. Geek are, chic. Have to blame for geek chic. Truly. It's almost certainly the cover was Sheldon and uh, yeah. David Tennant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I at that time and then writing that 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 continued in through I would say up until like 2013, 2014, and then. When Matt after Smith, Avengers. After Avengers, yeah, because yeah. Avengers also put that. Because there's that classic photo of the four uh, male Avengers pointing at you really scarily <laughs> that I hate. Oh, I sorry, Jeremy Renner's not you, in. It. You, <laughs> forget about rock. him. You, this person's doing their homework right now. I hate that picture. <laughs> I hate it. Everyone's making a weird face. The only one who has a normal face is is Mark R- uh, Ruffalo. And they're all pointing, and it's and so, the rest like, are why like, why are they pointing at us? <laughs> What? Like they're gonna. Why are we so I hate small? it. It's a horrible and, time. Know, it's a horrible like, time. That's what would happen if you met Christopher Eccleston, Peter Capaldi, David Tennant. And they Matt would all Smith. point they at me because they're all tall. <laughs> they would all point down at you and be like, and I'm like "This oh, guy man. is a fucking nerd." Guys, I'm your director. You have to listen to me. Oh, you put all Short. four of them in a movie. <laughs> Short. Short. That's just what they're saying over and over. Short. Again. Yeah. Anyways, so. <sighs> Russell Davis was announced and people were excited and immediately you get this influx of people. Yes, I put all four of them in a movie. Of course. Why wouldn't I? Anyway, continue. I just caught that. Yes. <laughs> you Who this, wouldn't? Yeah, that's fair. You get this influx of people mm-hmm. saying, Return of the King. The God of Doctor Who is back. Doctor <laughs> Who is saved. The best of Doctor Who is back. And, and, you know, it's fine. These are all – Max is reading my comments on the picture, <laughs> Jose, Jose. which is not fair. Yeah. But I didn't know we were attacking me like that, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and, again, I think it's fair. Give him credit. Russell D. Davies brought Doctor Who <clears throat> back, yeah. and David Tennant was – and, again, I don't dislike that era. I think it does a lot of really good stuff, and I think it's a genuinely a high point in Doctor Who. But when – and maybe I'm just biased because I've spent years trying to convince people to give – Moffat a chance to give Capaldi a chance specifically yes. and right. and I've even I spent so many years watching and hoping that the Chibnall era would become what I want it to be and to give <sighs> those actors a better chance and for the writing to improve and I've just put so much time into post David Tennant that for David Tennant and Russell Davies to just come back and everyone go oh well okay so the be- the good stuff's back I'm like there's good stuff after it and so it's just my worry as to why it makes me think that he and we have this running joke, Max and I, where yeah. we co- right. we whenever a new thing is released, we go. Let's say it together. My, my era, era best. is best era. My era is best era, and that's and we'll do like the that. little star emoji. And he's doing yeah. like that smug emoji of like my yeah. era, best era, because we it feels because like... <clears throat> with every bit of news, it just kind of seems like that's what's happening with the sixtieth at least. Yeah. Where so first year... it was first it was like. Tennant is back for the 60th. Tennant and Tate are back for the 60th. And we were like, 
Wow. All right. First, Whoa. And then there's onset doctor announcement. Yeah. And but there was onset pictures that we were like, okay, maybe it's an alt Doctor Who, right? Yep. And then they said there's a new companion, and her name is Rose. She's gonna be in the sixtieth. And it was like, alt oh, universe, alt universe. But then little, and I don't know if this has been confirmed. I believe there are rumors. Yeah, it's it's all it's all kind of. But it almost is certainly going to be real. It's almost certainly that true. Rose is the daughter of Donna, Donna. and Donna named her Rose, Rose because Donna had her memories wiped, but maybe something came through. Right, and 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 there's pictures. That's of what makes and, me think that the Doctor, the current Doctor Thirteen, is going to regenerate into yes. David Tennant well, because and, there's there's precedent for this in the in the fiftieth anniversary. Tom Baker Doctor. Well, he's actually the curator. He, yeah, but Tom he is Baker the, the actor of the fourth Doctor. Tom Baker rocks up. <laughs> he slowly shuffles over, and he goes, and he, you know, and he I ta- really think you might." And right. Well, he Matt talks Smith to the the, the twelfth, the eleventh Doctor, Matt Smith, and Matt. He makes the mention. Matt Smith Matt says, Smith "I never says, forget a face." Never, to which Tom, Tom Baker, Baker says, says, "I know you don't, and in years to come, you might put on." So find yourself, find yourself revisiting, revisiting a few, a few, but just the old favorites. Eh? So, you know, that's like so the that's, tenant that's... of the classic era, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then the fact that tenant is coming back makes me think that because they've established this, Russell T. Davis is like, well, we can have him come back, become the, the, the 14th, doctor 14th and waste that regeneration. Yeah. And then he'll regenerate into the 15th. It's fine. Yeah. Which and, I don't and, want. And I'd rather have an alt docky than because also, it feels cheap. It feels like you're robbing the the new act. To me, yes. it feels cheap because it feels like you're robbing the new actor of being the next Doctor Who. Yes. By just and, being like, well, he's actually the next next Doctor Who. And also, I would say another thing that really gives credence to this is that on the set photos, David Tennant is using Jodie Whittaker's TARDIS exterior. He is using, which I think is a great right. exterior. But also, he has. He has uh, a new a outfit. He has a new what? Sonic. No, right? he has. It's just a different Sonic. His hair is different though. His hair is different. I think he looks. And like, he's got a different coat. He looks and, much better. I wish he would have rocked that look throughout his era because I like <laughs> the blue coat instead of the brown coat. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the plaid suit, but I like it. I think it's. Fun. I'm a plaid guy, it's fun. so I prefer plaid so, to stripes. There's been a lot of stuff seen on That's set me, for the though. 60th anniversary. The rumors right now are that it's going to be three specials. Across the year, all featuring David Tennant and Donna Noble. David Tennant and Catherine Tate. <laughs> Which is almost certainly going to happen as well because there's a quote from Russell T. Davies where he says he doesn't like multi-doctor stories. Yes. Because he doesn't think that there's substance to them. Yeah. Because it, the multi-doctor stories are never anyone's favorites. Which I agree but I'm also like, it's, it's a monumental point it's in fun. the show's history. You Just should be able be to fun. celebrate that with the history that has come before it. Let us have fun. Right. Because, <laughs> look, imagine... <clears throat> okay. One of my favorite musicals is The the Phantom of the Opera, right? Yes. For yes. the 25th anniversary uh, at Royal Albert Hall, at the end, they brought out all the previous Christine's, Raoul's, and phantoms and they all did one big song together and it was beautiful why because it was 25 years and thus they were celebrating it by including all the history that has led to this yes you would not waste this many years of something and be like well only one guy gets to come back (laughs) like a mad i just (laughs) it's wild it's wild it just feels weird and i don't like it because i i I think multi-doctor stories work best for the the anniversary specials because again 
It's a celebration of the history that's to come. I want to see Capaldi with Tennant. I want to see Smith with Capaldi. I you know, it's a chance Paul to Paul McGann. It's a chance to put Paul McGann in live action Doctor Who again. <laughs> it's just, I will probably like it because I again I like Tennant. Yeah. I like RTD. I like Catherine Tate. Yep. But I just think it's a waste to do that. To just I, be like, only one of them gets yeah, to... I have said it before, and I'll say it again. I am going to watch the 60th specials with David Tennant, and I'm going to enjoy them, but the whole time I'm going to sit there and go, harumph. The whole I'm, time I might harumph as well. I'm going to be Because I time. want my McGann and my Capaldi. Yeah, and I know that Peter Capaldi in past interviews has said he doesn't want to do a multi-doctor story. Chris Redfield has fucking said he doesn't do want it to do if they give him the money. Story. Matt Smith has said, yes, please put me in a multi-doctor story. Please. My agent keeps putting me in bad movies. I want to do something I was in Morbius, like. he said. I was in Morbius. I was in Terminator Genesis. Get me out of here. I've but then he was also in, in Last Night in Soho. He was. he was. That is true. And he was really good in that. Everybody yeah, go watch that. That's true. So the 60th just looks like it's going to be. But I will say <clears> this. Here's one thing. I, Jose, I have some things I'm going to tell you. Okay. And the audience. The audience can also listen in. Everyone, put your headphones back in. You can listen to this part. <laughs> they've been. They've had <laughs> him out for every, the whole everyone, show. Everyone, I'm going to listen to Jose. I'm going to talk. say to someone. Can everyone leave for a second? I just need to tell someone to Jose privately. Okay. Zuba, 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 zuba. No, <gasps> no. no aliens here. It's okay. But um, I will say this. Obviously, Russell T. Davies has said that he doesn't want to do a multi-doctor story. That's what Which I, I say, fine. shut Which up. Which I say, that's a little bit of a bummer, and I'm not happy about it. But I have a gun pointed at him oh when no. he's saying this to me. Oh, no. And No, I, you say that, and then I shake my head like, yes, and then I go, yeah. I don't, and I'm going to shoot you. Oh, no. <laughs> so you better write it right now, Put bitch. Put Paul McGann in the special. Yeah. I pistol whip him, and I'm like, Put Paul McGann you, in you it. You DM'd Russell T. Davies and said, Paul McGann next, please. <laughs> I did. I can't. I don't know where my phone is. I would love to know the exact quote, but I did DM him something like that, yeah. <laughs> I think I called him a coward, too. They announced I'm sure. David Tennant, and then you were like, Put Paul McGann in it, you coward, or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I stand by it. I don't know if you guys know this. You can just message rich people and celebrities anything you want, and they probably won't even read it. I recommend yeah. being nice to them. I wouldn't say, like, don't harass them. One second. Well, sometimes they do read it when, when you also, you know, sometimes they'll be like, a fan said this to me. Give me one second. Okay. Jose is pulling his pants down. He's going to take a big old poop, it looks like. Yeah, he's, he's pulled his pants down, and he's pooping now. Wow, that's really gross, Jose. Jose, I am disgusted by your behavior. And now he's putting his headphones back on, so I can stop talking. What's up? Nothing. Just a little fun little joke for the audience. What'd you expense. say? I told him you were pooping. I told him that you pulled your pants down and you were pooping. You were taking a big Stop, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> Oh, I just said McGann, please. That's all I said to him. <laughs> That's all you said. McGann. I said McGann, comma, or, or McGann, sorry, period. period. And then please. please, period. Or as they say across the pond, McGann, full stop. Please. Oh, God. Full stop. So I will say this. Looking at some filming from the special, you know, it looks like what they're doing instead is they've brought Tennant back and they've brought, you know, Catherine Tate back as Donna Noble. And what they're doing instead as an acknowledgement of the show's history is they're bringing back villains they're bringing back weird villains so it and it's not just like your daleks and your master which is frankly been done to death by this point what they're doing instead is that on set it looks like they've brought in 
Beep the Meep, who is an obscure comics character from the 70s, an obscure Doctor Who comics character, and the police aliens who chase him down. And also, Neil Patrick Harris has been announced. He's going to be in the 60th. And it looks like, from set details, it looks like he will be playing the Celestial Toymaker, potentially. Which, which is... we've had Celestials pop up. Well, Celestial Toymaker isn't a Celestial. Not a, sorry, the Eternals, or whatever they're called. Oh, so you're thinking you know that weird the guy with cinematic the... Universe. No, the guy with the fingers. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the white, yeah, the Black Guardian and the White Guardian, or whatever they're called. Yeah. yeah, those guys. Yeah, they're called they're called guard like celestials or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, they've got some weird yeah, also Marvel sounding name. Celestial Toymaker isn't any of those. The Celestial oh. Toymaker appeared in the first Doctor story. Uh huh. And um, and you know he was kind of a he had some problematic things in that he was kind of dressed racist, basically almost yellow face, um, which is no Oof. good, uh, no good at all. But no good, I, I think if you have a villain with the name The Celestial Toymaker, you've got to bring him back. What's also interesting is that at the end of that serial, it's mostly been lost to time. Because back in the day, the BBC just burned all the classic Doctor Who serials just to make room. Love it. Um, so there's a lot of first and second Doctor stories that have been completely lost. Um, and most of the Celestial Toymaker episodes are those, but we have the last episode. And it ends yeah. with a stalemate between the Doctor and the Celestial Toymaker. And the Doctor tells his companion... He says, well, you know, our battle will never truly be done. And she goes, then you'll keep fighting him. for." And he's like, yes, I imagine there will be many battles to come. And then there were never any more battles to come. <laughs> the Celestial Toymaker never returned. They were going to bring him back for the Sixth Doctor, and then uh, the BBC cut a lot of funding, and so they had to change that entire season. Um, that's the Trial of the Time Lord season, uh, for those of you, for the, for the nerds out there. <laughs> and by that Is he I mean, a First Doctor villain? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so he hasn't showed up since like nineteen. Yeah, this is just clearly. Yeah, um, but there was no voice, so from what I understand. Uh, if you type it in, the first thing that says is "Celestial Toymaker Racist." <laughs> then it says "Celestial Toymaker Actor," and then, which I'm confused as to this, "Celestial Toymaker N Word." Uh oh. Does he say the N Word, Max? I don't think so i don't maybe. i'm about to click this clip right here <laughs> oh no i think he said knicker oh but it <laughs> sounds a lot like the n-word that's not cool that's not cool man oh no well anyways neil patrick harris is okay well he was problematic him. is yeah. the thing well anyways they, they probably brought him back <laughs> Just Anyways, as racist. So that's what I know. <laughs> More yeah, racist? Neil Patrick Harris in the special is just going to be really racist, apparently. Just yeah. dropping it here and there. Yeah, and David Tennant's wow. going to be like, don't, don't, don't do that. Oh, don't, don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. Just, just don't. Just don't. You know how he does that? Yeah. Um, there are some, there are some videos from Seth <clears throat> and David Tennant's just doing his classic David Tennant, Tenth Doctor thing. And I would be lying if I didn't say, uh, say that it, it's very fun. It's very exciting. But again, it's back. fine if you bring. I would rather just it be ten again. Yeah. Why? And like the idea, Not, of, the idea of the thirteenth Doctor regenerating into David Tennant and David Tennant going, "What? What? You know?" Because you know how that's going to end. Because Russell D. Davies thinks he's very funny. That's his version of the browser history joke. Yes. Is David Tennant? Going, but then what? also we've basically had another Tennant in thirteen. You know? Yeah. Like I'm just. 
So anyways, yeah, I have 13 has so, been 10 light. Yeah, basically, yeah. And a bit of 11 in there too. Because Chris Chibnall doesn't know how to write new characters. So It's fine. It's fine. I hate I'll him. It's say, fine. I'll say this. The other thing, Jose, the other rumor as to why this next special won't have, you know, Daleks and Cybermen and all this stuff in it is because this October is coming the BBC Centenary special, which is going to have this massive feature-length 90-minute Doctor Who special, which is Jodie And Whittaker's it's just David Tennant. Episode. No, it's Jodie Whittaker's last episode. It's just David and, Tennant. <laughs> yeah, sure, fine. Make your joke, Jose. Just... The really... history of the BBC is just David Tennant. <laughs> oh, Sorry to break this saying. to you, Max. The entire Centenary yeah. special and also all the other Centenary celebrations, they all just feature David Tennant. Mm-hmm. BBC just standing and, fr- in. like, sitting. Yeah. And he's, like, he waves. He occasionally waves. He'll he reads a book. once in a while. He checks his texts from his Checks bike. his phone. <laughs> he gets up to go to the toilet. He comes you hear, back. You hear a distant flush. He comes back. There's toilet paper on his shoe. He clears. He tries to get it and he falls. Yeah, you know the classic stuff. (laughs) Anyway, there's gonna be the centenary special. So the rumor is is that because in the centenary special, um, Ace is coming back, a a seventh Doctor companion. Uh, Fifth (laughs) Doctor Jose just did a very shocked face. Um, That was very fake. That was real. Fifth Doctor's fifth Doctor companion. Tegan is coming back. <laughs> he did it again. He did it again, folks. He's making a he's making a real a real one of those meme faces. One of those what are they called? Soy jacks? What are those called? I don't know. Wojacks? I don't know. Maybe those are I don't know if those are terrible. Maybe I shouldn't reference those. I don't know. And then it's gonna be like Max Benyon is racist. In an episode Reference-ed that also racist. features the N-word question mark. No. Jose said uh, he said the word for pants or whatever. Knickers. <laughs> like, let go of me knickers. You know? You should stop saying that. I'm going to stop. I am. I'm going to stop. <laughs> but I've just given you plenty yeah. of material in but case you rumor, one day turn rumor, on me. Yeah, so I can do a real Coolsville sucks on you. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to make it sound like I said the <laughs> Like N-word. I said the N-word. All Jose had to say was just... <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, uh, so... Anyways, the rumor is that in the Centenary special... Classic Doctors will return. I saw a leak. I saw a leak that might be a leak or David Bradley's back. Made up. No, there might be. <laughs> there might be a rumor. Oh, your favorite that's the classic, only classic Doctor, David. That's Bradley. the only classic Doctor that the BBC remembers. <laughs> no, the they remember Tom Baker. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> they brought him back, and they were like, "He's the favorite." Get Sean Pertwee to play his dad. Yeah, Sean Pertwee said explicitly that he will never do that. He doesn't want. Yeah, to. no, that's okay. I would. I would. That's kind would of. Would you want to play him. your dad? Actually, yeah. I, yeah, my dad is cool, sure. All right, yeah. He hasn't done um, anything problematic to me. But the rumor is, I read a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, so everyone take this with a grain of salt. I read a rumor that in the Centenary Special, Jody's Doctor, the 13th Doctor, will be infected with a virus called Timefall. And what it will do is it will force her to degenerate into various personas of herself. So she will become the 5th Doctor, the 6th Doctor, the 7th Doctor culminating in David Tennant and then the three specials will be David Tennant trying to sort out that virus and then once that's all sorted out he will become Shudi Gatwa the 14th Doctor which honestly I Jose, like I'm kind of into it 
I kind of like that. I was against it, but now I kind of like that. I still think you're being a coward, Russell T. Davies, bringing other doctors. Yeah. But I do kind of like that. But that might be, you know, if, if Chris Chip, and it's, the only thing is that it's written by Chris Chip, not Jose. So it's going to suck. <laughs> but Shit. you'll get to see all those guys again, all those old, God, all those old British me, men. give me Paul McCann, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Max, I if I that. had Why the money. Why not, you bastards? <laughs> Me, me, yeah, us talking to Russell T. Davis. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Why not, you stupid bastard? <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> Why not, you stupid bastard? Um, TikTok. Yeah, uh, but yes, I'm very excited for Shuti. Yes. Uh, is it so, Gatwa? Yeah, Shuti Gatwa. Yeah. So I'm very excited for him to be the fourteenth doctor. Everybody, and also something that I'm a little annoyed about is that Russell T. Davies announced Shuti Gatwa was the next doctor. And then immediately was like, but also David Tennant's coming back. And I and I see what he's doing because I understand that Russell T. Davies is he's very good at show business. He's very good at getting people he's the greatest showman. in the show. <gasps> he's a good show. Now that guy was racist. <laughs> Maybe he Not was. Not Russell T. Davies, I'm talking about. Although I guy. think he, he was actually anti slavery. Oh yeah, he probably was, but he also just sucked. Maybe he wasn't racist. But... He was a con man. For sure. Yeah. We're talking about Hugh Jackman, right? <laughs> I like Hugh Jackman. He's all right. He's nice. He should be in Doctor Who. He should he, be. Doing, he I was going to say he too. was, but no, it's the other guy, who, the governor from The Walking Dead was in it. Uh, yes, he was. I don't know Hugh why Jackman, I thought that was Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. Was, was Patrick? No, he wasn't. Yeah, I was like, was Patrick Stewart no, but in Ian the... McKellen was in Doctor Who. Right. Well, that's what I'm thinking of. Doctor Who. He was the great and, intelligence. Yeah, and he says the line... They're silly. Several times, and it cracked me up every time I heard it when I watched that episode the other week, like a few months yeah. ago. I like that they got Ian McKellen to say the word silly. Yeah. It's, it's very good. Anyways. Charles. 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 The mutants Future Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Maximus has something to say about Ian McKellen. Specifically, mm. Ian McKellen saying, Mutants Future Charles. Yes. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was going to say, I see what Russell T. Davies is doing. He's very good at getting people interested in the show. Um, obviously, as we he brought the show back. He made it what it is. Yeah. And I see what he's doing. He's He recognizes that Doctor Who is not popular right now. It is not in the cultural zeitgeist. So what he's done is he's cast Shuti Gatwa, who is hot off sex education, the show, not just teaching it or anything. Um, <laughs> well, he has been in the show. He has been in the show. But um, yeah. and then uh, he's also going to be in the Barbie movie, uh, written and directed by Greta Gerwig, also starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and Emma Mackey, who's also from. Uh, yeah, Jose keeps doing that face. He keeps doing the shocked face. Jose, I feel like you're being mean to me. And I said I was, <laughs> was, was going to be nice to you this season. I never said that. I never did. You did, not me. That's true. So I see what he's doing because he's obviously cast this guy, and you had all these people who are fans of Sex Education, who are fans of Shooting Out, was saying, "Oh, now we have to watch the yes. box show." And I like that a lot. So what he's doing is he's getting everyone back on board for David Tennant, who is, gen in the general public, he is considered the best doctor, and Series 4 was considered the peak of the show, and Donna's the best companion for a lot of people, and I would agree that she's one of the best companions. And and I just, I see what he's doing. He's getting everyone back on board. And well, he's and also, you know, when you so get a new doctor. <clears throat> yeah, because when you get a new doctor, people are going to be like, oh. He's not yeah. my, they're not my last, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so, and especially, you know, a yeah. young actor like Shooty, um, yeah. 
Yeah. 30 year old Shudi Gadwa. Is he 30? Yeah. Oh my god, 30? I thought he was in his 20s. God, no, fucking Hollywood, man. I think he's 29. I think he's they all look so much younger than they are. I see what he's doing, but to me, there have let's real quick. There's some complaints and some criticisms on Russell T Davies. For one, in his era of Doctor Who, there were a lot of onset injuries. A lot of people performing stunts 29. and that sort of thing got injured quite a lot. Um, John Barrowman was showing his dick to everybody. Yeah, and that's not cool at all. No, that's not a cool workplace environment. Um, you know everything. Unless, that's... unless you work around dicks, and I mean you're gonna see them. Yeah, but, but they they Dr. did Who not sign up not, for that. Doctor Who is not a, a dick oriented show. No. Well, well, hmm. what you just did your best Dave. Well, well. <laughs> I it's, say not dick oriented. Well, it's not. There might be not. some, you know. I mean, Stephen Moffat kind of mean sometimes. There's a lot of phallic. Sure. Or objects. The 13th Doctor has a vibrator for a sonic screwdriver. Let's not forget this, people. It's just a vibrator, and I hate it. I think it's sexist. It's horrible. It's bad. Anyway. And I don't think so, it was an accident. I think yeah. someone deliberately did. It's fine. There have also been criticisms of... Russell how do you not notice it looks like it? Like, how does that get past production? Well, it's the same thing in which how Jodie Whittaker, as the 13th Doctor, has been choked by more enemies than previous doctors it would seem when the male master says neil made her get on her knees and say call me my name and she said master yeah really fun um but anyway yeah so there's come there's been some criticisms there's also criticisms of everything with martha's character in series three of doctor who she is Mm. a she was the first black companion on screen and she was heavily overshadowed absolutely horrible to her a lot of the fans were yeah i was reading about that the other day and it made me real sad in the shakespeare code Martha says to the 10th Doctor, well, hey, wait, am I going to get carted off? And you know, and he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, not exactly white, am I? And he goes, just act like you own the place. That's what I do. And it's like, Because well, you're white. Yeah, because you're white, man. Because you've never... Because you're a white at man. At this point, you haven't been anything other than a white man because that canon hasn't been re- rewritten yet. Yeah. And it just... It's just... So she just... And also, she was overshadowed by the white woman Rose before her. You know, she's mm-hmm. overshadowed by that. I am, st- as a man of color, I am stoked for a a person of color to be portraying the Doctor. Um, I really and, wanted a person and of color the primary Doctor as well. Yes, because Joe I really Martin wanted a person Doctor, but she has she will never be considered the Doctor proper because she was tacked on basically. You know, yeah. People, people, you know, if people were to, you know, for the for everyone for like the public, Shudi Gatwa is the first Doctor of color. Right. Even though, you know, so Joe's in there, yeah. Christian, um, why'd you do which that? you know, I like that she's. I don't. I don't like her character, but I think she's I, great. I don't I think. Like her, I don't I think like there her. has to be criticisms of her because of what I, she looks like. I think. It, oh, also in the in the last year, I watched Flux. I watched series thirteen mm. of Doctor. I didn't finish. it. I have not watched it. Um, because it it finally broke me. Um, but I will. I just I. But I will say that I think I like Joe Martin's Doctor more than I like Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. She feels more like she's got more. Maybe if I watched Flux, I would change my mind. But I don't know. I just don't like what the the rewriting that Chris Chibnall did. Sorry, I completely screwed up your. So as um, I really wanted before when before Jodie was announced, I really was wanted. I had wanted Sasha to want to play the the master for a while or the doctor. Yeah, I just really wanted a, a person of color, male or female. Uh, I think a little bit of me is biased because I am a male person of color, so I'm like I would right. love to see that. Yeah. But I'm you know I just like representation. Yeah. 
So when he was announced, I'm super ecstatic. But again, I think I had a very similar worry where I'm like, okay, but Russell T. Davis is, and I, I believe that I I think that people can write for anyone. It doesn't have to be someone of the same group, as long as you're a good writer, but based on previous work. And, you know, there was a lot of like jokes at the expense of someone's race within the tenant era. So when I was like, oh, well, he's writing for it. I, I worried. Yeah. Will he get a, a diverse writer's room or will he tackle it on by himself? But I also think there's been enough time that he can learn and almost certainly has. The culture is different yeah. from when it was then. We now know that, you know, those jokes are not acceptable. Yes. It's the standard across the industry. So I'm not too worried about it, but there was that bit of me when I was like, oh, shoot, he's going to be the doctor. Fantastic. But then I was like, oh, but a white man is a showrunner. Like, ooh, yeah. how, you know. And so, I, but I yeah. really, I, I doubt that he would, tackle this on without getting you know a diverse writer's yeah. room and and i do want to say you know we, which was we, my same thing for jody i was like i hope there are women writing um, in that i will say this i'm not a fan of the chibnall era i think that his character writing is weak i think that he does all of his character um growth off screen and it makes for a very boring watch i think that <clears> his <throat> characters are inconsistent at best and nothing at worst and i'll say this he did bring in the first people of color to write for Doctor Who in its entire history, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. And I don't want to assume anything of anyone. You know, like Jose said, you can write things. My, you know, one of my friends says this a lot. They, you know, we're, uh, we were, they're a writer as well. And they say often, you know, it's, it's, a, and they also saw this online. This is something that people talk about is, is you can write stories featuring anybody. It's about whether or not you're writing about the experience of being anybody. Right. You know, I can write stories that feature women, that feature, yes, you know, queer characters, that feature people of color. I just can't write about their experience without, exactly. without exactly. having, you know, I need a writer's room. And I think right. that Doctor Who would benefit from a writer's room in the future. I think obviously there's a little bit of that, but it is primarily run by a showrunner at the top who brings on writers and assigns them scripts and 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 things they need to include in ideas let that siren go by yeah you're good yeah and i hope that russell t davies builds off of that and doesn't just go we're gonna do it how we did and i don't think he will right. but i i hope that the show can continue to change despite having a returning showrunner and i just hope it's good <laughs> <laughs> I, I this is very egotistical, but I just I I not even like I just the way that some of the stuff within Chibnall's era was structured really felt to me like it was being written by some of the kids in my writing classes, <laughs> where I was like, how does is yeah. can it be, you know, this level of not so good when it's mul- yeah. millions of dollars behind it? Um, so I don't know. I'm just excited to have someone who has a. Cl- based on previous work has a clear vision of what they they want to make yeah. and and again the fact that he's back at all excites me russell t davis because yeah. you know he said for years i'm not going to come back unless i think of something new so if he's here it's because he's thinking of new things let's yes. hope you let's, know fingers I mean, crossed he's thinking of new things and but he's also using and, and i mean I, again i understand bringing back 10, i just I really i hope it's i hope we all get punked and it's an all docky story yeah i hope but although get, now i, I like hope, the I like the one and that, that idea said. of the virus. Of I think that's yeah. interesting. I hope that I don't know if that's true. And I, you know, I will say, um, 
Jose, if you if you're able to come out in October, I want to do a watch party of the centenary special. Mm. I want to get even though everyone I'm inviting hasn't watched most of the Whitaker series since yeah. you know mostly the timeless I'll, child. Oh, I'll definitely have to watch Flux bef- before then. I mean, but also I would be willing to just do a PowerPoint presentation for everybody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you pull up like the best clips from Flux and be like, "This is the best stuff in it." And now we're go- I don't know. I think it's on HBO Max now. Flux is on HBO Max now. Um, so if you ever want to sit down for six hours of lights and colors and noise that ends frustratingly, go for it. <laughs> Let's move on and wrap yes. it up with our last segment, Max. Yes. Sorry, this has gone on a long time. It's sorry all right. if you had Be sorry for you. You're the editor, man. Yeah, I know. I'm fine. Um, Why are you crying? I'm, I said I'm fine. But there's steer, tears running down your face. Steers running down my face. There's, so, so, Jose, as you just said, you know, you, you hope that the show gets better. You hope for these things. Uh, I did have a fun little question regarding that. You know, obviously we both are pursuing film careers, TV careers, that sort of thing. And I thought this would be kind of a fun question to ask. Of just If you had the chance to write a story for any doctor and or for any monster, etc., which would you choose? This is a tough one. <laughs> like your dream, you know, fan fiction, but it gets produced. Right. Episode of Doctor Who. Because all the showrunners are just nerds who get their fan fiction made. So It is. Yeah. They are. Yep. Oof. I don't know. Because I think there's a couple, couple different doctors that I would like to write for, for mm. different reasons. Okay. Like right now, I would probably say Tennant because I'm watching his era and I just think that there are there's a potential to do things with his character that perhaps they never fully got into. But then at the same time for me, what always interests me and is interesting is taking a funny doctor and showing the, the dramatic side of it and putting them in a situation where they can't just laugh and joke their way out of it. So for that reason, like I would love to write for Capaldi cause I love the 12th doctor. Right. Yeah. But I would like to just fully or with uh, Smith, but I would, you know, the idea of like fully really just putting them in like, this is real. It's not, yeah. it's going to be a happy ending at the end of it kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But I, I think I would that. probably choose 11 then because I feel like that's the one I spent the most time with and the one that yeah. I would understand the most. Yeah. Plus, like personality wise, I think I can relate to him a lot where he's this sort of jovial person. Yeah. But then maybe like deep down, he's very troubled and like he has a lot that he keeps, uh, harbored inside yeah as for any monster though like okay so we've got 11 is my doctor that i'm writing for monster that's a tough one because unfortunately we've had a lot of monsters ruined over the last (laughs) little bit not even just in chibnall but just in general where they have been like brought back and then kind of wasted so that's tough i don't know maybe that's the other thing that's hard about a show that has 60 years you know so much has been (laughs) I think it would be fun to to try to do the um, the listen monster. I think it was never named. Yeah, it was. I think it would be fun to do that and just fully embrace a horror element because okay. listen kind of toyed with it a bit. Yeah, that's scary. And dip man. their toe in. That episode scared me so much. But I would like fully love to just like you know Justin uh, or James Wan style like. Yeah. You know. The uh, perfect. The perfect. Higher. Like, you know, you, you kind of like that episode of 11 where he's in the haunted mansion 
uh, but it turns out yeah. to be like dimensions or whatever. Story, but yeah. I'd like to put him in something like that, but where, you know, with that with like that a monster true horror story, and it's like yeah. a true horror thing where you know people are actually dying or being hurt or something. That that sounds you know the episode that you mentioned is an eleven episode to reference is called Hide, and the monster you chose is set up as the perfect hider. It hides perfectly. Yeah, that feels like that would have been yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that feels like that would have been yeah. perfect, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, so I think I would probably write a story for the doctor with that monster. Um, okay, yeah. So that's yeah. I like that. But eleven I think, kind of this horror element with a yeah, monster. Yeah. You like know, that. in in like a very gothic and I would think I would send him to like a gothic setting in time. Yeah. You know, like yeah, a totally maybe like <clears throat> yeah, England in nice. early eighteen hundreds or something like that, or yeah. somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah. And I kind of think I'd kill his companion. I don't know. It yeah. depends on who the companion would be. Or maybe I would do companion-less. I yeah, don't know. Just give him like a one-episode companion. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that's what about you? Fun. I, as a kid, I always wanted to write an episode with, for the 11th Doctor, um, a two-parter set during the Revolutionary War with Cybermen. Mm. I always, for some reason, the imagery of you know redcoats and bluecoats and, and Cybermen on these fields, and I had this image of the 11th Doctor running through and... You know, like I, I really, I always wanted to write that. Um, as time has gone on, I have an idea for a Dalek story that would be kind of controversial, but I think it would be fun, but I don't really want to do that. I love the Cybermen as a concept. I would yeah. love to do them in a way that I, you know, I just rewatched Neil Gaiman's Nightmare in Silver from Series 7. And mm-hmm. It's not fun at all. And I think that the Cybermen are such a fun and, and excellent science fiction concept. I think that... They're at their worst when the writer writing them loses the sight of them as a science fiction concept and just views them as robots. Yeah. Um, which is my main issue with them in the Russell T. Davies era. A lot of the time they just feel like stompy robots. Um, yes. But so I always, I like that idea. But I also, so the doctor that I would love to write for, I would love to write for Paul McGann, obviously. Listening yeah. to the audio plays, he is great. His voice is fantastic. He has a wonderful voice. And he just, he, there's such a, I don't know, he's just got such a sad and beautiful tone to him that I, I would love to write for. And just this, he's such like a, he's a doctor that just has so much like memory loss. Like there's a lot of that in his eras. And I don't know, I'd love to write for him. I'd love to write for, I think Eleven would be great to write for because obviously I, I grew up, I grew up loving the Eleventh Doctor. I think it would be fun to bring back the <clears throat> Ranny. Jose, I want to bring mm. back the Ronnie, sorry, the Ronnie, who is another renegade time lord, um, who is very much a scientist. And, you know, the master believes that the universe is horrible and needs to be controlled or destroyed, depending on the incarnation, and it's just chaos. The doctor believes that the universe is plagued by evil and, and that good will all, good should not prevail, but it does. And he, you know, they want to help with that. And also they just like to help people. The Rani fully is just amoral, is just like, I want to look at things and study them and kind of mess with them and that sort of, like, she's just doing her own thing. It would be very fun to bring the Rani back, I think. I don't know, I've always been interested in her ever since I read the wiki as a kid and was like, there's another Time Lord character? Yeah. You know, that would be fun. So I think I'd do the Rani and then, I'm sure the Eighth Doctor has maybe met the Rani, I'm sure that's happened, but it would be interesting to write for Eleven you know, Eleven never got to meet a master. Eleven never got to... So it'd be interesting if Eleven met the Rani. Um, well, that's true, yeah. Cybermen, for sure. 
the Ronnie mm. would be interesting to just. I do like that revolutionary. Uh, yeah, it's aspect. interesting to me that they've never really touched upon that. You know. Well, they're Brits. That's true. They don't want to talk about their loss. Yep. The big L that they took. The big L that they took. <laughs> America. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I don't know. Um, great. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I have anything. I mean, I always have something to say about Doctor Who. Um, but I think I'm done for now. Um, I think I am too for now. Nice. Yeah. I will. Right. Anytime anyone wants to chat about Doctor Who, I don't want to. So it's so, so don't, talk, oh. don't talk to me. Is it time for Kissiners for the Listeners? I think it's time to wrap up the show. And then yes, the Kissiners and for the Listeners. Yeah. We wrap it up by <laughs> doing a thing. And that you gotta, thing you gotta dust off. You is I think I just did desk. I just say it off the top of my mind? I didn't have it written anywhere, did I? Yeah, you would just talk about whatever. Huh. Yeah. It seems like I it seems like I just had it written. I just uh, said it off the top of my mind. Well, if you like the show, make sure to leave us a five star review, which you can do in app on Apple Podcast and now Spotify. And it really, really I know every podcast out there says this, but it really, really helps us guys. It helps put us at the top. When people search for our name and it shows people that you like it, that it's a good podcast and that they should listen to it. Um, check out our Twitter. It's at Max and Jose pod. Uh, we will post show updates on there. Max is going to put, you know, he's always putting stuff up there. So please always. go check it out. Always Absolute, consistently never committed. has failed. I am committed to um, keeping people posted on that. Twitter if, account. If you have anything that you would like to share with us, any comments, any suggestions on episode topics, guests that you like that you'd like to have back, if you just want to tell us about Obscure Doctor Who lore, you can do so by emailing us at maxandjosepod at gmail.com. You can find me on social media at, at j.valle underscore junior. That's on Twitter and Instagram, as well as um, on YouTube, Jose Valle Jr., like I said, I have a short film that's competing right now in the film festival circuit. If you go give it a watch, that'd be awesome. It'd mean the world to me. It's called For the Sake of Honor. Going to be in New York this week. New York, that baby! A, that was a cartoon gun noise. <laughs> Max, where can the fine listeners find you? Um, They can find me in the hole in their backyard. Please get me out of here. I've been trapped here. Give me a ladder, anything. Uh... <laughs> He's a no, little boy. No, no. He needs your help to get boy, out of please. there. Send me your money and your ladders in the mail so that I yes. can get out of this hole in your backyard. But where um, can no, they, they can find, find you? me at Max Benyon Media on Instagram. They can find me at Max Benyon on YouTube. And they can visit my website at maxbenyon.com where I post writings and videos. You'll find – Go check it I've, out. I've, 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 I've written some short films. Uh, Go check I've it out. a short film and I – shout out to – you know my other collaborators they've been working on a lot of cool stuff um so yeah uh that's where you can yes. find me i'll also say it might feel like we've been trapped in some sort of doctor who hole for a year because the last two episodes have been heavily us just nerding but jose will the rest of the season be about doctor who max it will not we have got some incredible stuff incredible planned for you guys stuff. i don't even want to share it because I just, I genuinely do want it to be a surprise. Yeah. I'm very excited for the episodes that Max has cooked up. Very yeah. excited to see what I'm I cook to up see as what well. Jose thinks of to talk about. But we're just glad to be back. I love doing this podcast. I love talking with Max, and I just, 
Yeah. So. If you if you ever want to hear more of us outside of this, you can always check out the episodes that Max has been featured on at over at Captain's Log, the other yes. podcast I do with friend of the show, Mr. Mason Trader. Um, Absolutely. And until next time, guys, stay safe. Look to the stars. Yeah. Dream a little dream. Um, in the words of the fifth doctor, Braveheart. Keep a brave heart. Things are hard and kind of awful a lot of the time. Braveheart, everybody. Um, be safe, take care, and run fast, laugh hard, and be kind, and oh. kissners. A kissners. For the listeners. For the listeners. Mwah. Very cute. Very fun. <laughs>